What is up? I'm tired. That is what's up. My bad. Fight back. I know. I uh, ended up binging the last like five episodes of True Detective. Oh, is it over? Is it done? Yeah, it's done. And how is it? Reading. I started watching it, and then so your your whole argument was it was like a slow burn. Yeah. It was a slow burn, but then this shit started lighting up, and I kept like hitting go to the next episode. Then, well, that's good. <laughs> that's what I want to hear because that shit was burning slow. <laughs> it was like actually slow. Uh, what is up with you, man? Um, let me see. Nothing. It's uh, raining over here. I am looking at my computer. Oh, you know what? I saw us. I did see us this week, and um, I liked it. I gotta say, I, I definitely liked it. Shocker of the year. No, nah, it was good. So I'm not going to give a lot away about it, but I will say that um, if you watch it through the context of it being about socioeconomic positions and political affiliations, it's a good movie. If you walk in thinking it's just going to be a horror movie, then you'll be disappointed to an extent. Um, there was two people next to me. They were shaking their head in disbelief during some of the chase scenes and stuff didn't make logical sense the way that horror movies do but if you're looking through that lens you're looking through the wrong lens um i thought it was a good movie and are i think you, you trying, should watch are you trying to appeal to my inner sociologist to get me to watch a jordan peele movie i'm telling you that if of anything that they've made for you knowing who you are and what you like and what you're interested in this would be the best movie for you to watch first as long as you don't watch it as a horror movie watch it through your your bi and you'll like it so do that and we'll talk about it next week. My B.I. I didn't want to say your name. So oh, okay. Oh, oh, B yeah, yeah. as in my name, I-E-Y-E. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. The puns are slow today. Very well. Yeah, very slow. Um, <laughs> so is the comprehension. I didn't mean, I didn't even mean it. In, uh, see, they're, they're getting faster now. Now, now I'm just being an asshole. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will... Uh, Okay, I will try and find a time to see this movie. So, like, I, I kind of want to go into detail now, but I really do want to have a discussion. But because I, I feel like that would be a really, really good topic. So let's are hold you all, on. Are you also appealing to my need for good content on this podcast to <laughs> go see a Jordan well, that's too, movie? That too, because we ain't got much. <laughs> not, that's not that is not true, about. advertisers. <laughs> advertisers, we have so much to talk about. Speaking uh, of advertisers, uh, really quickly, um, so I was looking for a way that I could have delicious, wholesome meals for my family without having to go through preparation. So I went with this meal provider called, put a beat right there because that's where their name is going to go. And it was delicious. And I mean, the uh, the portions were great. Uh, you know, a whole uh, farm to table um, ideology. I really appreciated it. So that meal delivery service, which is is excellent and you should try it. Wow, I, you know, I'm very yeah. I didn't, I didn't think you had it in you to sell it to the people. I do. I'm, I'm slowly corrupting myself. I'm becoming a sellout. Welcome to Microaggressive. Two friends, two coasts, too much to talk about. BG in San Francisco. It's Jay from BK.
speaking of speaking of surprising food, um, and this is not a fake ad. Um, I had two very exciting ethnic food experiences here in the mm-hmm. Bay Area recently. It's just call food. We just call it food. Me. We just call it food. No, no. <laughs> they call it ethnic food. <laughs> no, I thought. I thought. <laughs> yeah. What if we? Um, yeah. What if? What if we started calling like American food ethnic food? Because mm-hmm. America is an ethnicity, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Oh no, it's a nationality. Anyway, um, <laughs> slow today. Um, I know we slowed down. <laughs> slow down. We're back slow to down. Get, <laughs> make it fast again. Um, ah, so I went to yesterday. Went to a Jamaican spot. Mm-hmm. Flavors Caribbean Grill, grill, of course, spelled flavors with an A. With an A, no R. You know, got it. Of course. Okay. Um, and it's, it's this West Indian joint um, out in South San Francisco, so not in the city of San Francisco. Um, and, you know, you, I walked in. You know, I, I feel like I'm trying to give them props, but this story might not sound like that. <laughs> but, like, I walk in and, you know, the first thing, like, for here to go. Like, mm. as soon as I walk in, <laughs> it's like, okay. I'm like, to go. He's like, all right, tell me what you want, what you want. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And then, you know, I ordered jerk chicken, jerk pork, combo platter. They had mm-hmm. ting. Um, yeah, yeah. So I got some ting, had some patties. Um, but it's been a minute since I since I had a ting. Mm-hmm. Uh, ting is a grapefruit soda, for those that don't know. Delicious. And uh, I forgot that it was twist off. So your man just hands me the bottle. And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, can you have an opener? He's like, it's twist off. <laughs> just mad attitude. <laughs> I was like, I I feel like I'm back in Brooklyn. <laughs> Thank you, concert. Uh, the food was delicious. Good. Uh, Good. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I just felt like like don't clown me, bro. Don't clown me. <laughs> what was the uh, pricing like? Because I was, how was the pricing? First off, it was actually. I mean, it's more it's expensive, but less expensive than you know Flatbush or Notion Avenue in Brooklyn. Or something. I mean. I'm so corrupted living in San Francisco where you pay twenty dollars for a hamburger. So like so a patty was like three dollars. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm so also my- like at that point where like I'm such an old man, be like, three dollars back in my day, it was fifty cents. So I, I <laughs> And they put mozzarella on it too. Um <laughs> I had something to say about that. Oh, so the thing is with um these Caribbean food places, there are a lot of them popping up now doing uh delivery through these food delivery services like Blank, plug that in, and um, ad. another ad right there. <laughs> and um, I used to complain because they would bump up the prices. So I'm used to buying like a goat meal platter, or like a goat roti for you know a certain amount. And now when I do these delivery services, it seems like they've doubled the prices. And initially, I was like, "That's bullshit." I could just go to you know my hood and just get it. But why do we devalue the price of Mexican food? And Caribbean food, but then sushi can charge that crazy surcharge, and we're willing to pay that. Or Indian food, or Thai food. There's a class system you, in food. You, Did you think about you, that? Are you making like a battle royale between different ethnic foods? We gotta, I we am. gotta, we gotta stay together, man, against the American food. Don't inspired divide by our, the movie Us. Don't mm. divide our food. Little hint right there for the people who know. No, there's a. The, the, trust me, I am not paying that much money for sushi, so it's not a problem in my life. So that was one uh, amazing uh, ethnic food experience. Sorry, food experience. Food experience. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then a couple weekends ago, uh, 
Puerto Rican food joint up in up in Mill Valley, which is Marin, which is I don't know how to describe Marin. Marin is like take uh the most hoity toity part of Westchester. Mm-hmm. Like like it's right above the city. Everyone come in driving to go to work and then leaves and like stays in a little like it's beautiful up there. It's like all wooded and stuff. But Mill Valley is like one of these, you know, small little towns. And and it was like a straight up Puerto Rican joint. Um, and, you know, got like the fried pork chop with the platanos and the, you know, rice and beans. And I was like, yeah, it felt like Brooklyn. The price, though, was, I mean, for for the Bay Area, it was good. But it wasn't, it was still like, you know, $15 or some shit. But, mm, support yeah. ethnic food. No, support food. Support food. Support, support food. food that is made by people from other countries. There you go. Support food. Um, so yeah, this is going to be a great segment for us to chop up for our food advertisers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of which are so riveted by the content on the Micro <laughs> Podcast. Indeed. Um, oh. Yeah, I had. <laughs> I woke up this morning. Uh, my downstairs neighbor, um, who you know, big fan of, nice, nice dude. Um, for for neighbors is cool, dude. But uh, I think, as you remember, when you when you chill over here, he plays his music a little loud. Yeah, yeah. Um, he 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 reminds me. He he apologizes. You know, probably every ten time he sees me, he's like, "Is, is my music too loud?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah, you know, it's fine." Um, and it's not like I could I could definitely make out the song, mm-hmm. but it's not like I'm hearing it. And then he also reminds me that he uh, lost his earring in one ear, his hearing in one ear, uh, fighting for my rights and. In, uh, in Vietnam, so which I say thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going on for multiple years. Um, anyway, uh, dude, this morning was playing. Um, oh, who made that song? Baby, come to me, put your arms around me. It was meant to be that that joint. Mm-hmm. Who makes that? I forgot that. Um, I don't. Know. Anyway, my man. His his music selection. He's a big fan of Michael Jackson Taylor, though he hasn't played it recently. <laughs> I wanted to ask him about it. <laughs> um, and like, I don't think music has evolved past 1985. Got in it. his world, mm-hmm. and it got me thinking: Am I going to be that old dude where music does not evolve past a certain year? And if so, what year would that be? 96. When I'm an old man, what what year will I just be like? Music died to me. 96 97 96 97 really for me it would be right around the time no disrespect uh make him say uh and when puffy tried to branch out and become an artist and not just the guy behind the scenes that was when it turned for me and the exact time it happened 96 97 so then you're gonna miss out on all your favorites you're gonna miss out on little brother you're gonna miss out on uh uh oh yeah shit oh speaking of which Dante has an album coming out uh, out right now so check that out yeah, yeah, that was gonna be my suggestion for the playlist of the week. Uh, oh, it's definitely going on. <laughs> fa- fa- <laughs> calm down there. It's yeah. a democracy. Uh, favorite songs of the first quarter of 2019. Okay. okay. Yeah. So throughout the throughout the episode, mm-hmm. we will throw out throw out some things to add to uh, the Q1 microaggressive mixtape recap Got it. Got it. extravaganza. Got it. Extraordinaire. I don't know. Oh, Patty Ingram. No, James Ingram. Patty James Austin. Ingram. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Come out. Uh, 83. 80, see, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing past 85. 
1985. Yo. Yeah, I, and like, I don't know. You know, maybe something significant happened in his life in 85. But like, bruh, there's some good stuff that happened after 85. Like, uh, uh, never. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, other joint that came out earlier this year that I was uh, want to throw on the playlist. Um, I feel like one of the most underrated rappers, Farrell Munch. He put out a song mm-hmm. in January called um, Yayo or something. And, uh, you know, he's not like, he's not a rapper that like talks about drugs, but like, I don't know, it was a very like the way he flipped it. He's very poetic and whatever. I always, I always felt bad for Farrell, man. Like, one of the most gifted rappers, his biggest song sued him. They sued him into oblivion and it, like they had to erase his existence. That was uh, the Godzilla sample, right? Yeah. Got it. Mm. Remember, kids, clear those samples. Indeed. Or just make shitty trap music beats. Speaking of shitty music, uh, Cardi B, you heard how they looked at some oh. of her old tweets and heard that she used to drug dudes and rob them. And uh, I feel like that was an episode of Seinfeld, man. <laughs> I remember I remember being scared when I got older. I was like, yo, so that's what happens when you go on dates with people? <laughs> what? what? You don't remember that? you don't remember the episode where George uh gets tied up in a hotel room? Oh and yeah, when they meet on the subway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is true. That's true. Yeah, man. That's true. So Cardi B used to do some dirt. Shocking. She did some dirt. She admitted it because she's very uh open on her social media and um People are saying, should she be receiving the same attention that other people have gotten in this new era, this Me Too era? Uh, uh, or will the record companies bury it like they used to do back in the back in the days and keep her pumping out these hits that make them money? What is there to bury? She like said it. Like, you know, for all I, I cannot stand social media, for some people, it is it is their therapy. However, the problem with it, it is there's not a, a trained professional on the other side of the conversation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's like confessional broadcast. That that is um, that is how we should create our new uh, startup. It should just we should just steal the idea of confessional, mm. but make it so that people broadcast it. How about in a taxi cab? In a taxi cab, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. on a major network, maybe. Blank. <laughs> if they're willing to fund it, that's three. That's three. I'm trying to get this money, B. Yeah, this is this is the uh, this is the uh, should we call it the commercial episode? <laughs> the sellout episode. This is the sellout episode. I got bills. Mm. <laughs> end of the quarter. Uh, things ain't things ain't making it. End of the month. <laughs> um, yeah, man. The uh, speaking of sellouts, what did you ever have a fear? growing up going to private school mm-hmm. you know going to schools outside outside your neighborhood um where you would have to contend with being considered a sellout wait hmm you start that let me think about that let me see i don't feel like i was ever a sellout <laughs> i think i think i would so i was always aware uh-huh. That my experience was different than than a lot of my friends. Like even growing up, yeah, everyone knew. I like I only went to school in my neighborhood like for like a few years in my entire schooling, and I don't know everyone. You know, I'm not gonna say my my childhood nickname, um, but they'd just be like, "Yo, yeah, you going to one of those schools?" Blah blah blah. And mm. you know, it was in a weird way. I hate. I think I've told the story before. 
and not to say I'm like something special or whatever, except I am. <laughs> we all are special. Uh, but if we're all special, then we're not. Special. Exactly. We are all unique snowflakes that look like a big fucking pile of snow. So everyone needs to calm down. You're not that special. Um, but I feel like my block protected me. I feel like my block knew I, I don't know. It sounds weird, but my block knew I had a different destiny. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, like my mom was strict, but you know, so I don't know, maybe they were scared of my mom. Um, but never, everyone kind of let me do my thing. Like people protected me in weird ways. And, um, I, I, this is actually one of the stories I wrote about for either my college uh, admissions essay or grad school admissions essay. I talked about this. Um, but there's a people in your life that end up being significant in ways that you don't uh, realize at the time. And there was this dude who, uh, a few years older than us, um, who was on my block, uh, involved in a, the narcotics trade. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, as a lot of folks were, so there was a bodega in my corner and the bodega when I was like a little kid was just like, you know, it was the bodega. Um, and then over the years, it just got shadier and shadier. I don't know what happened to the owner, yeah. man. And so it ended up being the spot where like a lot of dealers would hang out. Um, and so the bodega was two doors down from my house. So like we had to contend with this all the time. People would be sitting on my stoop waiting for uh, waiting for the store to open literally and figuratively mm-hmm. and my mom would come out trying to chase chase people off the stoop like don't don't do that on this, yeah, in this yeah. house or around this house all this stuff yeah um and most people were respectful of my mom but you know every now and then you know these yeah, dudes was trying to act yeah. trying to act big but this mm-hmm. one dude i call him t t would always be respectful to my mom he'd just be like i'm sorry i'm sorry miss we'll get him off the stoop or like people come sit on my stoop mm-hmm. and you know, he would tell the, the the customers like, "Nah, get away! Don't don't stay there." Yeah. Um, so just good dude, and uh, you know, we playing like sewer to sewer football. You know, he getting in on the, on the game and everything, and he'd always be respectful. And I remember I was walking back from my middle school. The one time I went to, uh, a few years, I went to to middle school to school in my neighborhood, a few blocks from my house, and he was coming back, and so he like walking me back to the block. And he didn't live on my block; he just worked there. Um, and he was like, oh, what's going on, man? Um, and I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, you got to that school? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, I went to that school. And I was like, oh, word. So it was a gifted and talented middle school. Got it. Yeah. Um, you had to like take an admissions test. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I went to that school. Um, I was like, okay, cool. Um, years later, I'm not going to that school, but I got off the train uh, near it. And he was uh, and another time we were walking back. And he was like, yo, yo, you still go to that school? I was like, nah, man, I'll go to a different school. Um, cause I got into private school and everything. He's like, nah, man, ah, man, you should stay in that school. It was a good school. Mm-hmm. You should stay in school. And that's I'm good. like, that's cool. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's like getting your fancy ass car. It was yeah. just like this weird thing where like this dude who's doing dirt is telling me to stay in school and I didn't judge him. I mean, he did what he did. I wish they wasn't doing it around my house, but, um, it was just this weird thing. And I, I didn't really process it till like later in life. Like, why me? You know what I mean? Like, mm. why encourage me instead of like other dudes on the block? They saw that that gift in you. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because I'm not trying to be something special or different. If, if anything, when you're a kid, you're trying best mm-hmm. to blend in, right? You're trying to be like everybody else. Um, but yeah, like I, I think of that story and I think about like, yeah, I was just different than everybody on my block. But like, 
I was always into music. So people respect me for music. Um, and I guess that was my, my way to not be a sellout because mm-hmm. I could always talk more about anything going on musically than people um, around. And um, But yeah, for the most of the, like what everybody else is getting into and me just staying out of it. Um, and then, you, you know, you start going to different schools, you speak a little differently. Um, so you got to do that code switching, whatever yeah, they want to yeah. call that shit. Um, you're always aware, right? And then you go to these other environments where you're not trying to be extra black. You're not trying to be extra minority, but you realize you are. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that also wasn't authentic. You know, I was like, oh, I'm not selling out, but I'm also not like, I, I guess I didn't know how to navigate both worlds. Um, but yeah, I think about that a lot. Like when you, when you grow up and you're different or you're on a different path and a lot of times it's crabs in the bucket, they want to pull your ass back down. But for some reason, man, like, I don't know if other people was pulling down. I had other people blocking them. So shout Sorry. out to T, man, whoever you are. It reminds me of a story. Uh, back in the day, there was some um, kid. His name was Steven. And Steven was Steven was cool, like, right out of the room. You ever, you ever met a kid that you saw very young and you could tell that they're going to be a cool dude? When they get older, they just have, like, a certain swag. I don't know what it is, but this was that dude. I mean, obviously, that's how that's how our friendship came to be. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> there's an ad in there someplace. I don't know. Maybe I'll work on it. Um, he he uh, he knew everybody in the neighborhood, and he never let any static get to me. So there were pe- people would try to test me. I would hold my own essentially, but then I'd meet people who didn't go to school, didn't have to answer to anybody, and they would pull some shit. And he was the one who would always diffuse the situation. And for him to be that young and act that way, that protective way to somebody he didn't really know, I always respected that. So I'll never forget that dude's name. Shout out to Steven. Um, shout out to my old school. Uh, the, men- the part that you mentioned, though, about having potential and somebody seeing that and then you moving to this new arena, this new environment, um, again, very similar to the movie Us. There's your plug right there. So you should watch that movie again. Yo, um, how much? How much is Jordan Peele paying you? Be Yo, not enough. The check, yeah. but I'm a, check I'm a work size. For it. <laughs> so, um, sellout instances. Uh, the best one I can think of. It wasn't really me. It was one of these environmental things. Um, I had these friends in the same school I just mentioned. Knew them since middle school. Good friends of mine, closest friends of mine. Uh, they were best friends actually. And then I got into the private school that we both ended up at, and I remember. Up until that time, we would hang out after school. We would play basketball, just talk about music, whatever. And all of a sudden, I transitioned into this uh, private school with a security desk and um, <laughs> all this stuff. So I remember the one time, actually, it was the second time. The first time they came over, they played basketball, no problem. Mm-hmm. The uh, second time they came over, they got to the door. Um, they got in, and I think one of them got stopped by the door, and we were told that because they weren't from my school or from the current school and because they weren't necessarily required to be there. There was no after school program or anything that they couldn't come into the school anymore. So I'm hanging out of school, obviously after school doing my thing, playing basketball. And all of a sudden after like turn them away at the door and be like, yeah, you guys, they won't let you come in here anymore. And I'm sure they knew that it wasn't me denying them, but it was this new environment only saying we have room for, certain amount of people that's the way i interpreted it at the time and i just felt bad it was like the the end is full (laughs) 
Exactly. You, you're fighting for a space and there's one space and I'm in there. You guys can't be there. So you got to go. And I remember that moment. I remember that day. They stopped coming over. And I think around that time, we kind of hung out a little bit less. We would try to hang out on weekends, but then as school progressed, we uh, we didn't. So that was a big turning point where I felt like a sellout because I was forced to make that announcement to them. That shit makes me sad, man. And like, I'm not rules are rules, right? And I get it. Like, you're trying to protect the school environment, but there were other schools, other students coming into that school exactly. Too. And this is like, yeah. you know, not yeah. to give our age away, but we went to high yeah. school. You know, I would say pre, um, you know, all like Columbine. Actually, Columbine happened while we were yeah okay. Um, so yeah, all all where I was going with that was like yeah. school safety was like a big thing, right? Like I remember there were like schools, public schools, and metal detectors, and like mm. there's like all the debate about cops in schools. So like I get it if our school was trying to be, but the heightened, yeah, like the next day, the next week, all of a sudden yeah. there's these announcements. Then it's like okay, yeah. I see what's going you, on. You know, all it took is maybe. I don't know, one teacher, one parent, maybe even a student just to be like, who are those people? You know what I mean? And the only reason they would probably say who are those people is because they stand out so much because there are so few of us. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like, even even if it comes from a good place of like, there's a stranger in my environment and I recognize a stranger, so I'm going to say something. The only reason you recognize it is a fucking stranger is because (laughs) there's so few people who don't (laughs) look like you. It is like this weird thing. Uh, you ever go on um, Nextdoor, that app? Um, no. What is right. that? Don't ever go on it. What is um, it? Yeah, this is definitely not going to be an advertisement. Um, actually, maybe. Maybe we could flip it. Um, so Nextdoor is this app where uh, essentially you can create like communities online, right? Of like people in your neighborhood. So you could have next door is like micro communities so next door for this part of you know downtown brooklyn and so people will like subscribe to it and it'll be like oh hey you know like so and so selling stuff garage sale blah 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 hey did you hear the the street light is out so it's like you know it's just like if you back in the day if you all lived in the same like block and people actually talk to each other yeah yeah so imagine that digitally um so this is where the shit goes wrong, though. Um, hey, someone was stealing the Amazon packages outside. Oh, um, they were okay. uh, yeah. between 410 and 611, uh, dark skin, wearing a black or white or yellow uh, hoodie. Um, and it's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So as one of few people who look like me in my neighborhood, you know, I would, I would be on this list serve. And that's the thing. If something bad happened, you could it would be like urgent. And I think I had it set up so I would only get the urgent joints. And why was it always a suspicious person looking in houses? <laughs> um, or like, it's just like, come on, B. And then it's like internet rule number 4080, never go into the comment sections. It's mm-hmm. like the comment sections for your neighborhood. So everyone shows their ass. <laughs> of course. Everybody shows their ass, and I just had to be like, "Yeah, I'm good." I, I just assume people are, are horrible. I just don't need confirmation every day in my inbox um, that the people who are my quote unquote neighbors mm. um, are walking around with this much fear, yeah, or just so ignorant. You know what I mean? Like, 
And even the other way, I heard something a couple weeks ago, or maybe last week, there was um a couple blocks away from me, a bunch of tire slashings, right? So like like up and down the block, people just it was like slashing tires. And um people get on on next door and they're like, Well, that's what you get for living in that neighborhood. And it's just like Wow. I'm like, wow. So like now you're being anti people that try and live in a nice neighborhood. <laughs> it's like you can't fucking win, V. That is crazy. Yeah, people um yeah. It's 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 insane, um, but I'm not surprised. And it would be very funny. I just imagine a scenario where you're walking up the street with your phone and they're typing and they're like suspicious dude, he's uh he's looking at this phone right now and you see the real time responses to uh to what you're doing. <laughs> What's interesting yeah. though is um sorry, really quickly, um the kid that got denied that I was mentioning in my story to come and play basketball with me now has a doctorate in um like plasma engineering or something. So really like people get he's judged. Gonna, he's yeah. gonna be uh he's gonna be a evil <laughs> uh you know evil character in a comic book they <laughs> knew his origin it. story yeah his origin story he was like uh peter parker's nemesis you know he did the experiment it just went wrong turned into a green goblin <laughs> your boy was green goblin dog mm-hmm. like seriously man like it, it's you know i look this is gonna sound corny b but uh i mean you got you got you got little jay right yeah and there's just this like innocence to having curiosity and this innocence to having fear you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and at some point we just solidify what people are gonna have right <laughs> if they're gonna lead from a place of curiosity or lead from a place of fear mm-hmm. so like a whole fucking country right now at least if you you know watch your news which i don't anymore because it's too fucking traumatic yeah is leading from a place of fear Mm-hmm. Your man wants to close the border. B, do you understand how trade works? No. Like, we know cannot... he doesn't. <laughs> we know <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. But like, it's leading from a place of fear, right? Um, and I'm not even talking about like the human toll, right? Which is like, yo, people are trying to escape some really shitty things. Like <clears throat> everyone in this country's family. Mm. Um, but it's like, you're trying to shut down the border. How are you going to get your avocados, B? Mm. How are you going to get your like, your produce? How are you going to get those... Uh, headlights that get installed in the cars that are manufactured in them. It's just like, it's a place of fear versus a place of curiosity about like, yo, this is, there's like a crisis going on right now. How do we fix this? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, your man's education secretary is like cutting funding for the Special Olympics because like that's really necessary. What was that <laughs> uh, I mean? Davos, the Davos, whatever? Yeah, it. man. Yo, screw all those people, man. Yo, especially... Especially because back in the day, moms at Amway. And I knew as a kid something was wrong with that. <laughs> I was like, so you telling me you got to keep spending money every month <laughs> and get other people to spend money? <laughs> and then if other people spend money, you can spend less money? But if they don't, you're on the hook for that money? Mm-hmm. How is that shit not a pyramid scheme? How, like, it is, except the government wants to act like it's not. Of course. Yeah, sorry. Um, sorry. I'm, I'm so, I had so much go, Amway shit in my house, that- that tangent, but I, I'm not going to promote anything anymore, but I will say, based on what you just said, you need to hit the theaters up. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. I need to what? Hit the theater up, because uh, there's a movie you need to see. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see the movie. Okay. Also, yeah. I feel like a lot of movies I would rather watch at home instead of in a crowd of people. And here's why. So Yeah, why? They they fuck up my experience. <laughs> like, uh, sometimes it can add to the experience, though. 
Let's sometimes. Not, uh, yeah. Yeah. I went to this um, uh, talk out here last, shit, like two days ago. Um, and it's this place out in San Francisco, City Arts and Lectures, and they'll have different authors or artists come and they basically do a conversation with a moderator and i think they like record the shit for npr or whatever so you know i go from time to time with something interesting so my friend got tickets the other day for this other podcast which uh it's called ear hustle you ever heard of it nope it's actually really good so it was a collaboration between dudes in san quentin and this uh, artist and they made this podcast where they talk about stories from like inside san quentin and san quentin for all it's like infamy is one of the most progressive jails uh in the country like i had a friend who was teaching uh there like every week for years and they have like a whole like av thing that's what they were able to do this podcast um they were, so it's like three or four seasons now the dude who was doing it is now out so it was like him talking about that and it was mad cool right and um you know san francisco crazy liberal city on paper um <laughs> key point on paper mm-hmm. um so you know something like this where they're talking about prison reform and whatever and of course you know everyone clapping everyone big and excited um and I'm going to other things and because it's what I'm interested in is usually about like race or class or things that are interesting to me. Um, and the crowd be sometimes the crowd, I'm just so turned off. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of like, it's like a lot of like, I'm going to pat myself on the back because I came to oh, yeah, talk about race. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was this one woman, uh, a white woman hmm. uh, really? in the row behind me That's who's fair. like, shouting shit out and like you go blah 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 like yeah take down the system like all this shit and i'm just like shut up yeah you know what i mean and i think i'm extra aware of it because if i go to one of these things we're talking about race or class and i look around like i'm one of the few people who look like me Mm. and it's a topic kind of about me and or something closer to me (laughs) and i got a lot of people just like hooting and hollering or like you know, I love they open it up for questions at the end. Is that classic shit where like someone will hold a mic for five minutes but not have a question <laughs> and just want to like talk about how great they are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I always like I want to go to these things. I want to support, but I'm just like yeah, I don't know if I could put up with. It. It's like this fucking theater self congratulation. Look at how great I am. It's the equivalent of putting a fucking bumper sticker on your car. Got it. Got it. It's Do you like, get a lot of uh, conversations? People want to talk to you after the meeting. See what your thoughts are. <laughs> People giving me a thumbs up and a wink. I know, a little nod. <laughs> like he knows. Like, I, I didn't know. vote for him. I get it. Don't worry. I get it. <laughs> I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> I did 23 and me. I'm 5% you. <laughs> mm, there's the fifth one. Is that the fifth one? I think that's the fifth one. Oh, word? Okay. Uh, actually... <laughs> <laughs> I saw the twenty three of me. They sent me a they sent me an email the other day because their whole thing is they're trying to not just do family stuff, but do do you have genetic markers for different diseases? Yes, they can steal your information and make money off of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I know. saying, I'm but, bored, yeah, of I'm course. Bored. But they're like new tests for type two diabetes. I'm like, mm, uh, <laughs> I know sociologically <laughs> that I am probably predisposed to some of this. <laughs> I do not need the scientific evidence to confirm it. Thank you, sir. Uh, medicine. That's not really medicine, but um, it kind of is. You heard about how they're New York is trying to sue the family that owns uh, OxyContin. 
Yeah, that's man. pretty impressive. I did not know that that was one family, and that story yeah. is crazy. It's like a family with infighting within the family. One son didn't uh, own the company when they came out with OxyContin. The other two did, so the other one doesn't have as much money as he. It's it's like a it's a TV show basically, but uh, they should all be taken down. That's that's fucked up. So it's to me, it's not necessarily like, yeah, the drug is powerful. The drug went out of control. It was the aggressive marketing. And once they knew it was bullshit, it was like- Hiding the data and everything. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, Um, you know, back in the day, uh, how do I say this? I'll give them too much away. (laughs) Uh, Back in the day, a family member used to work in a hospital setting. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was specifically in a setting where they were working with people with like chronic pain. Mm -hmm. And- it was my mom. All right. So my mom's worked there and um, she would tell me like these like drug reps, man, they would come in hard, yeah. you know? They and so, yeah, a lot of people from this time. company, mm-hmm. they'd like be buying lunches for the doctors. They'd be wooing the secretaries to get time. And like, this was like, it was like back in, remember back in college where like they would give you a free t-shirt if you sign up for a fucking mm-hmm. credit card. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like you come in extra hard with some cheap marketing for the thing that could have like horrible effects like on your credit for the rest of your life absolutely but like let's get people addicted to the um but yeah i mean it's the same thing big tobacco did it's the same thing big sugars doing it. i mean well i mean uh-huh. it, was, it was essentially selling an opioid to people uh, the equivalent of uh heroin like uh yeah. it's insane that it was one family it was insane how much money they made before they got brought down and it was insane that they were even allowed to do it so um, if my, if my man T from my block yeah. back in the day was part of this fucking family, he'd be making <laughs> he'd be making bank exactly endowing shit for thirty years, and then then maybe possibly maybe just possibly have the 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 risk of being taken to justice. It's like they find this company forever, yeah. and that, and that's just a cost of doing business. They're just like okay, yeah, we have to pay a couple hundred million dollars in fines, but we've made billions of dollars and addicted people. It's so crazy. Um, there was an heiress. Uh, damn, this story just came out. She was a German heiress. She was getting all this money from people, claiming she was going to have all these startups. She built people out of a couple hundred thousand dollars. Turns out she was lying about her her background. She wasn't a German heiress. She went to court. She's bragging about how jail time's not that bad. She gets served this um, light temporary sentence. But in the meantime, Netflix. And somebody else is trying to write a movie and a TV series based on her life. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, there's all these other people in court who are going to follow up after her case, who are going to get like these hard ass sentences for the same crimes, basically, or lesser crimes. And we just go about our day. And yeah, somebody will probably rate that movie or show yeah, great reviews and it'll be successful and blah, blah, blah. Fucking Orange is a New Black. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, she writes a book and then it gets the option for a fucking Netflix show. And like, I'll give the show some credit. They tried to show a lot of what's happening to like women of color. Yeah, um, but-, but it all started from like a rich white woman who did something bad. Like they love that story. Yeah. Like they love that story. Um, no. Nah, and like, yo, know, it's just, yeah, everybody does dirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not everybody gets seen for doing dirt. Absolutely. And that's that's all I'm going to say. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't trying to say my people are holier than thou. Anyone's better than anybody else. I mean, nah. But (laughs) uh, I I tell the story. I don't know if I told it on the podcast, but I think I told you the story back in. um, So before we went to our uh, private high school, I went to 
a private middle school for a few years on the Upper East Side. Um, uh, every Tuesday, um, you know, back in the day, they used to put new music out on Tuesday. So every Tuesday, I would save up whatever allowance or bullshit I had, and we'd go up to Nobody Beats the Wiz on 86th and, what was it, 86th and 3rd or 1st? I don't know. Uptown, uh, Upper East Side. Or we'd go to the HMV on Lex in 86. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, CDs was like 1188 or whatever, unless it was like some bullshit with like, a, you know, it'd be like 1398 and I'd be pissed because I didn't have enough money. Um, so even if I didn't have money, I would just go on Tuesday just to like look around new music. Um, so this one time went to HMV, um, which was like the fancy store because I didn't really like going there because it wasn't as cheap. Mm-hmm. And I went with this kid from my uh, middle school, um, uh, white kid. He actually lived a few blocks away. So sometimes we'd go to his house and just chill. Um, and me and my boy would go because his, uh, I don't know, nanny cleaning lady was this like Jamaican lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was mad. I don't know. It was like every time we went there, it felt like. Like she knew us, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um. And so she'd just be mad, nice to us, and you know, shout out to Caribbean nannies too. Shout out. <laughs> so many of them, man. Um. And uh, you know, and she knew him since he was a baby, so you know, she basically like telling him off for being an asshole because he was. Um. And she like cook for us or whatever. So mad cool. So we went up to to H and V. Um. And looking through the music and didn't buy anything. We leave. And uh, me and this kid, uh, we walk out and the, the fucking alarm goes off. And I'm like, that's weird, right? And they like check my bag, nothing obviously. Mm-hmm. And they let us go on our way. Uh, get to his house, your man pulls out like three CDs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And it was like one of those coming of age moments where like, did this motherfucker just use me as a mule? <laughs> oh wait, he and put no, it on you, or he? Uh, no, he didn't put it. he didn't put it on me at all. Wow, we both would just happen to be there. Mm. Security happens to check my bag. Mm. Oh, they didn't even touch his and bag. Yeah, yeah. They didn't touch his bag. Yeah, and let me set the context. We are in uh, Upper East Side, all boys private middle school. So I'm wearing like a blazer. Yeah, and like like I'm not looking thug. <laughs> But I'm looking minority. Yeah. And your man is like this, That's you know, floppy haired little kid wearing the same shit I have. I don't know. Maybe I had a Columbia jacket on and he didn't or whatever. But uh, yeah. And like I, for years, I'd be like, yo, I, I don't think he was doing that. But <laughs> he was he definitely benefited. He, he definitely benefited from that, the yeah. fact that I was like his fucking decoy. Exactly. And I wasn't even in on it, B. Like, and I swear to God, like, <laughs> it's like whatever. Yeah, I would have waited till next week to buy whatever shitty CD. Like, I had no need to steal a CD. Um, and your man definitely had no need to steal a CD. Your man had lots of money. Hmm. Um, but um, yeah, it's just like I he did dirt um, and whatever. It's like you know, little indiscretions when you're younger. You try and get away with shit. And I'm yeah, not saying yeah. your man should go go upstate for fucking stealing three CDs. But it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, if I would have got caught with something, I would have oh, kicked I, out of my private school. I would have yeah, been all this shit. It would have been like, oh, you see, that's why we can't give them scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, everybody does dirt. But um, it was probably some shitty-ass CD, man. It was, like, probably puffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where to go from that. 
I don't know where to go. It's fucked up. <laughs> it is, and it's not new, and, it, and it's not going to be passe. It's it's what it is. It's yeah. fucked up to say. I, I I always wonder though if, if like your man could have been that scheming in seventh or eighth grade. Uh in seventh or eighth grade, yeah, you could. I had a kid when I started. Um, there was a kid when we started school at our private school who didn't show up for that first year because they had like a drug addiction. So that means in seventh or sixth grade, it started. Um, Wait, in our class? They were supposed to come to our freshman class, and they didn't. And the reason but they why they came to oh, no, they never came. Class? We never saw them. They were supposed. To, they were in middle school. They were supposed to come into the high school, and then they had to leave to go to like a like a rehab facility or something. Is what I was told mm. for a drug addiction. So yeah, young kids, we were thinking some crazy stuff when we were young. When people didn't think we were thinking about that stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, man. So how's fatherhood? Ah, <laughs> uh, fatherhood is good. Did I tell you? Um, so all of these girls in the class are did I mention this last time? No. Um, so he's in school and my wife goes to pick him up and the teacher's like, I don't know what it is about him this week, but all of these girls are on him. And she was like, What do you mean? She was like, I don't know, they're just very attentive to him and they want to do everything for him. And then the yoga teacher, because my kid has a yoga teacher, because I'm balling like that. Um, can we can we can we pause? Huh? Can we pause? What? I think this is a sign that we made it. That you're. <laughs> that so you're... I'm not taking them to a separate yoga class. The guy pops in to like occupy their time. So let me not let me not dress it up. But um, same thing. I'm just saying, yeah. coming from coming from where we're from, <laughs> that your little kid has fucking yoga. I think even that phrase, I never thought I would say, my kid's yoga teacher. Interesting. Doug, and I'm the one that lives in the Bay. You live in Brooklyn, <laughs> B, I'm saying. Yeah, we did it, Mike. Right. We did it. Uh, yeah, namaste. Namaste. <laughs> so uh, the yoga teacher says the same thing. I don't know why, but these girls are all up on him. And as the teacher's talking to uh, my wife, there's this one girl who's like fixing his hair and zipping up his jacket and checking his face and like getting him ready to be handed over to my mom on my uh his mom and i just thought that was interesting so i really hope i mean he's oblivious to everything right now i don't know if it's like a girl boy thing girls advance more and they're figuring out what they like and don't like but he could care less um i don't want any grandkids until i'm 60 years old so i'm gonna have to keep him on the right path but he's definitely getting this this attention right now it's making me uncomfortable uh i went to uh, how do I say this? I'll give too much away. Damn. Uh, all right. So I'm part of, I'm on the board of this nonprofit that, uh, does mm, humble brag uh, nice on a Sunday. What? Humble brags? Yeah. That's not, that's not humble brag. I'm sitting on a board of, um, bum, bum, bum. I'm sitting on a board of a very important, I'm a very important person <laughs> who does very important things like record a podcast. Um, <laughs> Yeah, anyway, yeah. So it does uh, adolescent sexual health education, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, it's, it's, I'm on the board because I care about the cause more than I want to be on a fucking board. You know, I, I care less about that shit because um, babies having babies is scary. Um, but yeah, so like they, we, I went to this fundraising uh, luncheon, and one of the things they do in this class is in the way they teach it, um, they teach it in. Uh, in a fifth and sixth grade teaching like seventh and eighth high school whatever so different ages but in all the different ways they do it they at the beginning of class they give every kid like a slip of paper Mm -hmm. and 
kid can write down any question they have. Mm-hmm. And at the end of class, everybody has to put a, the question, uh, their piece of paper back in a box. So it's called the question box. Yeah. And even if they didn't write a question, um, they have to put it back. So, you know, people aren't singled out. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, the teacher will pull out a question and answer it. Yeah. Um, so they've been doing this for years. So they have like years and years worth of data and years and years worth of these questions. And so at like the fundraising luncheon, you know, like anytime we talk about the, the organization, they pull out the questions, right? Because it's like really interesting. It's basically Google for little for young for young people. Got it, got it. What they're thinking about sex. And the questions oh, are okay. crazy, V. Yeah. The questions are crazy. And I think that's the point, right? Cause it's like at some point we all had those crazy questions. And then some of them are like heartbreaking, right? Like there's one I read the other day that was like what's the age in California to get gender reassignment surgery? Mm-hmm. Or is it okay to love somebody that your parents don't like? Gotcha. Um, and then some are just funny, like not to get too graphic for our advertisers, um, but like one was like, can you run out of... Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah. one, I assume, from uh, someone who identifies as, as female was like, will you ever stop having your period, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like things that when you're young, man, you just don't even know where to where to go and hope to God they don't go on the internet <laughs> or to like your dumbass friends like telling you some some shit. So, because um, I remember even like all the way they taught health in our high school. Yeah. <laughs> shit was not good. I think it's also the age that you teach it because I didn't really get sex ed when I was in middle school until seventh or eighth grade. But I distinctively remember a time where I thought that, <laughs> this is dumb, but I thought Uh-oh. that, um, I like where this episode is going. Well, I'm trying to clean well, it up because of our sponsors, blank and bleep and also blurp. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, I used to think you had to pee in order to create a baby. Like there had to be some sort of urination involved because that was the only thing that was leaving yeah. my body. And um, I remember telling that to somebody in college and I thought that they forgot and they brought it up after college. Oh, 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 oh. So you you knew by the time you got to college. Oh, luckily. <laughs> that would have been an, a crazy mistake. But um, I finally figured it out, thankfully. So it's, it's funny you say that because one of the questions that, so they had like different questions at our table. And I was at a table with like all like older women who were like moms. So mm-hmm. it was like, they were like laughing their ass off. And I'm like, that ain't funny. <laughs> um, but uh, so what? A, how do I say this without getting dirty? They're basically like, if you were to uh, perform a certain act, one that perhaps uses uh, a mouth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, will the male yeah. pee in your mouth? <laughs> and it's like, yo, it's a very valid question if you're a little kid. So what would they say? Kid. <laughs> and now I'm huh? curious, what would he, uh, what were the women saying? <laughs> I mean, I, one, she made a joke. Uh, she had a, she had a little, she had a little look in her eye. You could tell she was, uh, you know, very liberal. So she, gotcha. <laughs> she was like, she was like, well, I guess different strokes for different folks. <laughs> I was like, yeah. What's your name? No, um, joking, <laughs> joking. <laughs> Man, did not. Yeah, bad joke is not where I wanted. Nah, it was good though. It landed. No, no, it, it landed, landed, but it was like the wrong airfield. I don't know. Speaking Uh-oh. of old uh, freaky women, I was reading this article about uh, in Gambia. 
I think it is where the women go there for vacationing. It's always like these older women who go to pick up the younger guys and it's a transaction. Wait, where, where is this? I didn't hear where. I think it's Gambia. Okay. So, By the way, I wasn't I wasn't saying that to sound thirsty. I literally didn't hear it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but apologize like, that back. <laughs> where, where, where is that? What's the longitude latitude? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's crazy um, because I, I guess it's mainly at least the article I read was women from the UK who are going there. They're in their sixties, seventies. I think the oldest I read in there was like an eighty year old who go down to Gambia and they find these younger guys. It's a transactional relationship. You do this for me, I'll do this for you. And they basically get paid for sex and they get a little bit of money on the side. So um, a lot of the guys uh, argue that they do it because they don't have a lot of resources where they're at. And this is the only way to sort of come up. Um, They have families to feed. And for the women, they want to feel, you know, wined and dined and they feel like these guys are romantic and they provide that that uh what do you call it boyfriend experience and it's i find it interesting all right so go back to your cardi b question if if you told me that exactly exactly that's where i was going with this exactly because there's places where guys go and do the same thing yeah but that but that shit is like on some little too uh, i'm assuming these are consenting adults of age and not of age in that country of age in oh, a moral yeah, yeah, yeah. way. I get you. I got you. I got you know you. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like sex tourism in a lot of the places you hear about, it is it on gets, some... It gets dark. Uh, it gets dirty and dark. It gets very dark. Yeah. Um, so dark that our sponsors would not want us to talk about it anymore. Mm. Um, but nah, I so I think there is something to your Cardi B question. Mm-hmm. It's a double standard. Is what it is. It's, That's where you're going. It's a double no, standard. No, 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 no. What I'm actually going to say is I think a lot of times we are all guilty, but particularly in this day and age where people don't fucking process anything, mm. of making false equivalencies. Mm. So big false equivalency. I was actually, I, ma- I made this joke at a bar the other day and I got called out. <laughs> so I had heard this joke um, that uh, someone was like, hey, if you go into a bar and a bartender sees somebody who's visibly drunk yeah they don't give them more alcohol okay but if you go to a restaurant and you see someone who is overweight mm. the waiter gives them food and they're yeah. all just like they're oh, like made that joke no 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 i heard that joke and oh, i'm retelling okay. that uh-huh. joke and they're like uh-huh. stupid uh-huh. joke false uh-huh. equivalency i was yeah. like okay sorry sorry yeah <laughs> kill the mood um nah, you so kill- but but they're right right it is a false equivalency but it's a cheap joke right Mm -hmm. and so the dynamics of a woman uh, taking advantage of a dude while it's fucked up on an individual level to a degree is not to the same degree as like any of this me too stuff or whatever because there's like a a true power dynamic oh no no Uh, no, i'm not and it's a historic power dynamic so like it's like when, <laughs> yeah, so your boy Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. uh, he had like a quote or whatever. He was like, yeah, I would never have a white guy be the lead in my movie. Um, oh, I heard about that. He's like, I've seen that movie a bunch of times. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, big up. And then, but of course, they come out of nowhere and they're like, oh, oh, if somebody said that about a black person, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yo, it's false equivalency, man. Yeah. Like, like. If so, let's say any of your new neighbors go back to your old hood to get some 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 goat roti and you know some patty and shit, um, and your man is like, "Now nah, we don't want to serve you." Yeah, 
before they go on next door and blast them or go on Yelp. Um, like as an individual, that's fucked up. You were just discriminated. That's true. Because of how you look. But if they were to be like, that store is racist. It's like, nah, nah, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not racist. You were discriminated on the base of race. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Does he structurally <laughs> have the means <laughs> to keep you down <laughs> because you did not get your goat roti? No, <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> it's different. It's different. Is it fucked up on an individual level? Completely. Mm. Yep. As fucked up as me not being able to live in a certain neighborhood. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm like, and I'm not trying to make light of it. It sucks at an individual level when something happens to you, but like, don't make it like, I know what racism is like. It's like, no, no, you don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. So Cardi B, yeah, she's fucked up or did some fucked up things, but I think it's really different than dudes that systematically just like fuck with people. So does she get a pass though? A pass for what? I mean, what, what does a pass get her? I mean, a pass would get her to continue making music for the powers that be, but uh, I'm saying that a crime is a crime. And so, if a witness so, came out, should she be prosecuted? I, it's funny. You turn me into a I like, I'm not a Cardi B fan. but I'm trying like, to make you one. I think this whole... <laughs> She's I think this whole, too. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, I'm coming out as one, because, like, this, is, this whole thing is fucking stupid. It's just like... All right, so she like did what she did back in the day. She took advantage of somebody. Multiple people, um, allegedly. Keep multiple going. people. Keep okay. Going. I mean, it wasn't, it, was she running like a fucking crime ring of like, you know, exotic dancers that was like, I mean, this shit happens all the time, man. Like, mm-hmm. like it's actually a known thing that mad dudes get caught up with like exotic dancers and escorts and whatever and get ex- extorted. Mm-hmm. Because they know they're not going to come out and be like, um, I, I was, I was a place I wasn't supposed to be and something bad happened. So are you saying it's the victim's fault, B? Uh, I'm not <laughs> saying it. I'm not victim blaming. I'm, this is fun. Keep going. This is not fun. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think, what do I think about Cardi B? Like, it, okay. Okay. Jay-Z used to sell drugs. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z shot his brother. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z most likely sold drugs to somebody who down the line died from that addiction. Possibly. Possibly. Or did some other or did yeah. some fucked up things to sell to mm. to, to, to get the money buy. to fund it. Yeah, yeah. Jay-Z just got a fucking award be. Mm. Like Jay-Z, okay. Uh who is very progressive and, you know, woke or whatever shit now. Mm-hmm. Just got him and Beyonce just got like the like glad like Vanguard award for like their progressiveness on like uh lesbian, gay, bisexual rights, et cetera, right? And like, yeah, he just put out the song about his mom coming out. If I go deep enough in Jay-Z's category, I don't even have to go in catalog. I don't even have to go that deep. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he said some shit that's like mm, questionable. Yeah. So at what point do you just let people grow? So let like, me go. like Cardi, Cardi's being like, yo, I, uh, yeah, I did some fucked up things. Uh, I think it's very different than R. Kelly, who hasn't even said like that he's done. Sh- <laughs> he hasn't admitted it despite all the evidence. So let me go a step further. Take it back to that uh, Sackler family and the Oxycontin, essentially dealing drugs that had effects on people and people went through things to acquire the funds to purchase those drugs. They're very big philanthropists because they're making all this money and they do a lot of uh, 
donations to uh, museums. I think there's one at the Brooklyn Museum, actually. Uh, so they're doing good things. They are involved in the drug game. Do they get a pass? Blood money. Come out and say, oh, but um, I'm doing good stuff now. Yo, I'm, I mean, I feel like every week we get back to this place where we just, the conclusion is the world is fucked up. How, oh, we yeah, get, how do you deal with it? You know? <laughs> It's just uh, fun to get it's, there. Yeah, it's like a, it's a good process. Yeah, uh, entertaining content. Mm. Um, yeah, everything's with blood money, be mm-hmm. right. Like, and it's at what point do you say we erase it or we deal with it? Mm-hmm. So it's like taking down all these statues. Mm-hmm. It's like our history is a fucked up history, indeed. Um, Erasing statues, it, it is weird, right? It's because like statues are supposed to be a place of honor, mm-hmm. uh, a thing of honor. But in a big part of the country, we are honoring the people that were defeated. We are honoring the people that like um, because they're still they're not seen as perpetrators. They're not seen as doing fucked up things. Like mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not a military historian, but usually when you win, you destroy your enemy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we didn't destroy the south in the civil war like i mean it was kind of fucked up as it is but like we kind of let them go back and do this ideology of like the war of northern aggression was just like nah y'all lost shut the fuck up yeah, yeah. um so you know now people want to take down statues and i get it like it is weird to walk around and see like something that's like what a great hero and it's like he was a horrible horrible person so at what point do you say we're just going to take this down versus like, hey, let's talk about why this is here, um, but let's also put something else up that says, hey, this is this is part of our history, um, but let's also talk about other people that did great things. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel like with 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 any of this, man, like you can't erase it, um, but you can acknowledge both sides exist. So I at least give Cardi credit, being like, yo, I wasn't perfect back in my day, mm-hmm. like here's here's where i was here's shit i did um let me go back to making really bad music (laughs) (laughs) on that uh, really bad on that statue thing um for cost effectiveness they should just leave the statue up and just allow people to deface it like uh draw a dick on a forehead or something and uh move on but um, to go through all of the effort to take down the statue and everything, I get it. It's um, it's not really changing anything unless you make major changes. But let people get out that energy. Yeah, work it out. Way. Work it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know what I find interesting? Um, not to go on some Kanye West shit, but um, slavery was obviously a hoax. Mm. <laughs> because you have never met. I have never met any white person in america who admits their family <laughs> was part of the slave trade exactly it obviously did not exist <laughs> obviously it's like the it's like the moon landing <laughs> yeah i don't even know where we came to this from but i think we started at cardi b we did she's trying to trademark the 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 phrase occur or whatever yeah Who's walking around? And people are hating on her because they're like, you didn't you didn't start that. And like honestly, she didn't start it, but she's smart enough to try and make money off it. Yeah. Yo, I'll give her I'll give her props. I am not a fan of her or her music, but like she's she's that she's that person we grew up with who other people might be like, yo, but she's like she was 
she was gonna hustle she was gonna make it and she did yeah i appreciate i like her honesty but i don't want to hear her music i feel like do that thing in another media and i'd be cool with you but i don't want to hear your bullshit on on the radio i mean don't listen to radio you can opt out i don't listen to radio i just said that because i should have said what are you gonna what are you gonna do tweet at the radio station like i'm triggered every time you play a cardi b song i should do that i should it's a social experiment and see if that works (laughs) no if you did that mostly it would be dudes be like yo you're weak yo you're weak son (laughs) dudes are the worst man dudes are the worst like you can't admit anybody else's pain so if you said you let's say you really were and i don't know i don't know maybe you were robbed by an exotic dancer most people would just clown you than thinking you were a victim which is victim blaming Uh, that's what i'm saying it's crazy that's literally what i said most people would blame you yeah i'm agreeing i'm saying that it's crazy i'm acknowledging what you did you just said what i said but you flipped it like like it was like you said i see what you did there (laughs) i'm just in agreement my bad uh i won't agree now it's 315 you see the time it's 15 after three you know what i mean (laughs) Like, which is true that shit. which is true we are in agreement <laughs> <laughs> should we end it on a note of violent agreement yeah yeah what have we learned this week other than you take my words and you flip them we learned that um sometimes society gets flipped like the movie us in theaters now we learned that uh <laughs> feral munch has an album fonte has an album oh yeah yeah okay who are we throwing on it okay so i'm gonna put feral munch feral munch I know you're not a huge fan. Solange put out an album. No, nah, I heard parts of it. I'm. It wasn't as good as the first one. I'll say that. I will say that it wasn't. So you admit the first one was good. I admit the first one was. Oh, it wasn't even the first. That was like her third album. I would say that it was a solid album. I'll say that. Um, yes, I will say that. Um, so Q one two thousand. Can I throw some? Can I throw some indie shit on it? Or are you gonna? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> I'll allow it. You, you you are musically open. There's this uh, group called Eldra Island. It's a British group. Mm-hmm. They remind me of the XX. All right, uh, Eldra so Island. I'll put, I'll put one of their joints on. Yeah. Q1 is slow, man, but it I feel slow. like there was some bangers that came out. I mean, you could put your girl Cardi B up there. But was that 2019? No, that was 2018. Yeah. She puts out a song every week. Man. Okay, like, so that's there you the go. Thing. There you go. We'll, it we'll, can't be quality. Don't worry. We'll get your girl on the list. Don't worry, B. <laughs> Fucking Cardi B. I'm going to listen to Cardi B this week. Uh, maybe I should be more open-minded. I'll try to find something for you. Uh, I am going to Coachella in a couple of weeks, so maybe I need to listen to all this, the crap the kids listen to so I know what the hell is going on. I can see if Idris put out that song this year. Oh, yeah. Did you see... Um, <laughs> I did see that song with him in it where he's rapping at the end. They said that Drake was supposed to be in his place... Uh, what is it called? Boasty. Boasty, yeah. That's what I'm putting on. He raps in that. So there you go. Your boy I'm just saying, you man, we, he's very versatile. Very versatile. <laughs> Should we put out the... They uh, they found like a lost Marvin Gaye album. Really? I didn't hear about that. Yeah, and they put it out earlier earlier this year. Nice. I'll put that on there. Oh, you know who just put out something new? Um, um, Your man, A-Rap Music. Mm. A-Rap Got it. Who is an artist? For those that don't know, we're not making something racist. He's a producer called A Rab Music. Yeah, and watch his videos because he's he's crazy. 
He did an album with um with Joe Budden. It was pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're doing um Joe Budden and Rory Mal. They're doing a tour of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I think they go into your neck of the woods too. They are going to my neck of the woods. I was going to go and just like be like the liberal white ladies in the crowd and just scream out microaggressive, microaggressive, <laughs> microaggressive. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, see if I don't get, get my ass kicked. <laughs> All right. Uh, we also learned this week that sometimes the universe protects you. Um, you don't know why or how, um, but, you know, Shout out to all those people in our past that helped us get to where we are. Yeah, shout out Steven. Yeah, good dude. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Little J, uh, the the young Casanova uh, yoga. We don't want uh, that master. We don't want that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it is genetic. Shout out to uh, Jay having to have the conversation with Little Jay much earlier than he thought. <laughs> I think it would be funny. I'll uh, I'll tell you about it when I do it. Yo, we should record you practicing giving your son the talk about the birds and the bees. Mm, we'll, we'll put that in the We'll put a pin in that and think about it later. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's probably some other stuff we learned, but uh, I think that's good enough for now. Uh, next week episode, we will likely be in the same time zone. Mm. Yeah, we'll show. I don't know. That might throw up the dynamic. I don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting. Oh, and I want you to watch that movie when you go down south. I want to know, know what that experience is like. What that audience is like. In the- That's triggering. That is triggering. You can say your comments nah. in the back row, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we'll do it again next week. All right, then. All right, one. One. <laughs>